Today in business from Wired. The Science of Scaling, hosted by Mark Roberge, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Each week, Mark Roberge, founding CRO at HubSpot CRO, senior lecturer at Harvard Business School and co-founder of Stage 2 Capital, sits down with the most successful sales leaders in tech to learn the secrets, strategies, and tactics to scaling your company's growth. I like the episode with the founder of Aircall on how to go from handling your own sales to scaling a sales team. It has great advice for entrepreneurs. Listen to The Science of Scaling wherever you get your podcasts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Powered by the Salvation Army, reminding you that only 34 giving days remain until Christmas. So please, join the fight to fill empty stockings. To give through Alexa, say, Alexa, make a donation to the Salvation Army, or visit SalvationArmyUSA.org. We made our own artificial intelligence art, and so can you, by Tom Simonite. On the 3.13 p.m. train out of San Jose on a recent Friday, I hunched over a MacBook, brow furrowed. Hundreds of miles north in a Google data center in Oregon, a virtual computer sprang to life. I was soon looking at the yawning blackness of a Linux command line, my new AI art studio. Some hours of Googling, mistyped commands, and muttered curses later, I was cranking out eerie portraits. I may reasonably be considered good with computers, but I'm no coder. I flunked out of Code Academy's Easy on Beginners online JavaScript course. And though I like visual arts, I've never shown much aptitude for creating my own. My foray into AI art was built upon a basic familiarity with the command line and a recent encounter with 19-year-old Robbie Barrett. Barrett doesn't have formal qualifications in programming either, but he's become an accomplished AI artist and shares code and ideas on GitHub. I decided to try them after talking with Barrett in the course of writing about self-taught AI experts in the December issue of Wired and learning that a Parisian art collective called Obvious uses recipes and code to create a work that sold at Christie's for $432,500. Barrett makes art using artificial neural networks, webs of math that have spawned the recent AI boom by enabling projects like self-driving cars and automated cancer detection. Neural nets can learn to do useful or artistic things by processing large volumes of example data, such as photos. Barrett enabled my explorations, along with a nice payday for obvious at Christie's, by sharing the code and instructions to train image-generating networks with images collected from the giant art encyclopedia, WikiArt. Training neural networks is notoriously computationally demanding. It's why graphics chipmaker NVIDIA has seen its stock appreciate more than tenfold in the past five years. And Google has begun to design its own chips for machine learning. Not having a graphics processor or $2,000 spare to get one, I used the $300 of credits Google offers new users of its cloud computing service to boot up a virtual computer that did. I picked one pre-configured with machine learning software. Because Barrett's project is now more than a year old, 
I also had to install a machine learning tool called Torch, used by researchers at companies including Facebook and IBM, that has been overshadowed by newer packages since. My first experiment involved a neural network Barrett had trained on thousands of portraits for more than a century of art history. Once I'd gotten the supporting software working, I could type a few dozen characters and spit out grids of weird portraits. Some of them similar to the one that Avias sold for almost half a million dollars. Barrett's networks natively produce only small images. I tried enlarging one of my portraits with a service powered by machine learning called Let's Enhance, which Barrett says one member of Avias told him it used as part of its workflow. Next, I dug into the documentation to see what other tricks Barrett's trained portrait generator might do. I made the images for this article by asking it to produce larger images. The clumps of distorted heads and figures are the result of a neural network that learned to produce structures of a certain size, trying to fill a space larger than it was trained on. Emboldened, I moved on to training image-generating neural networks of my own, again using Barrett's instructions. The scraper he developed to pull images from WikiArt can be directed to collect images in many different styles and genres, such as cityscapes or pointillism. Barrett had covered portraits, nudes, and landscapes. I plumbed for marine art and used the script to collect just over 2,000 images. I then doubled my haul with an image editing tool to create mirror images of those images. This trick works because of a shortcoming of neural networks. They don't natively perceive visual similarities that are apparent to people, like two photos being mirror images. Training the network gave me new appreciation of the grumbles I've heard in the course of reporting on machine learning. For one, there are elements of luck and craft to finding the right settings to get good results for a particular network on a given data set. It's one reason Google is trying to automate that process. I embarked on trial and error similar to, but much less informed than those Barrett and the AI artist Mario Klingman have told me they use, training networks over and over with small differences and trying to move toward the most promising results. With access to just a single NVIDIA graphics chip, training the neural networks took hours each time. It reminded me why tech companies spend heavily on hardware to accelerate their team's experiments and are developing their own AI chips. One Facebook project that trained image recognition algorithms on billions of Instagram photos occupied 336 graphics processors for more than three weeks solid. My own experiments spanned only a few days, but after a handful of duds that painted only blotchy glitches, I trained networks that could produce recognizable oceans and even ghostly sailing ships. Sensing I was close to making them even better, I queued up a marathon training session and accidentally crippled my virtual studio. While waiting for my next greatest neural network to finish its education, I discovered a GitHub page from artist Alex Champenard, offering code to use machine learning to scale up images. In trying to make it work, I broke a piece of the software infrastructure needed to support my virtual machine's GPU. With my deadline approaching, there was no time to reinstall everything from scratch. When I spoke to Barrett, he was encouraging about my scrappy art project, saying it was the kind of exploration he hoped his code and tutorial could enable. My goal was people would use it like you're doing, to play around, and then maybe go on and do more stuff, he said. He added that he liked the weird assemblages created by pushing his portrait network out of its comfort zone, something he hadn't tried much himself. You should go sell those for $400,000, he joked. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. 
But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.